I want to share a word with you today that is um, from Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. And um, one of the things I believe is important is when you teach that you have a goal, a specific thing you want to say so everybody can remember it. So there's one word I want to focus on today, and the word is bondage. The word bondage. This year, I ask one question. And every year I ask one question, and the goal is for you to think about that one question all year long. People tend not to remember what preachers say. So I try to make it simple. So here's my one question for the year. What truth are you running from? What is the truth that you're having a hard time facing? And each month I'm naming a different truth that we have a hard time facing. And so I want to talk about the bondages in your life the thing that has you bound, facing the truth about my bondage. I want to make this personal. Not your neighbor's bondage, because you know when you're in church and people are talking about bondages, you say, amen, because they're talking about somebody else. It's always fun to say amen on somebody else, but I want to talk about your bondage, the thing that has you tied up. Now, this week I had a real shouting good time with a song. Uh, I should have played it. Uh, <laughs> by Vicky Winans, been tied up, bound up, and shake yourself loose. Man, I was dancing all around the house, two in the morning on shake yourself loose. Because I'm telling you, there's nothing like being free. Nothing. If you've ever, you ever been bound by something, door open for you, man, I'm telling you, it's amazing. And I, I have been amazed at how good I feel. I'm healthy. Church is doing all right. You folks are doing okay. We're fighting through this season. We're doing better than ever in a lot of ways. It's amazing to say that, but it's true. Thousands of people are watching us online, in person. We're going we're to come out of this doing more things than ever. Did you see your land behind you? Did you see that? Isn't that amazing? Did you see all that back there? It's amazing. It's amazing. You have, we just cleared about that three acres, three, four acres back there. We cleared out. We got more acres across the street, down the street. Oh, man, God's been good to us. And all that I've seen God do, has, he's lifted up bondages. This church is moving in a direction that is, that is, that, that's incredible to me. We have a great staff. We have a great team, great volunteers, great members. And we're not fighting each other. I, I can't think of a group that's at war right now. You know, in a church, you always got the deacons against the elders, the elders against the deacons, the, 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 the ushers against somebody. Somebody's always fighting, you know. But I can't, I can't think of one right now that's in war. Nobody that I know of. If they are, I'm gonna, I, I want to know so I can go get them. We don't have that. We don't have any wars right now. And every now and then, you got to have a family conversation. But we don't have that at this point. And I thank God for that. But I'm telling you. It, there's something about living in an environment where there's no bondage. Some of you live in bondage. All your life, you cuss. You cuss every, every 10 minutes. You get mad. You got to cuss about something. You got to stop blank, 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 because you get every, it's, it's on the clock for you. And you, you and your wife cuss each other. You fight. You have about, oh, a 10-day break, and then you go back at it again. The police know your address because you somebody's got to always come break you up. And, and I, I think it's amazing how some people live in bondage. Here's what I ask you to do. If you're going to fight, don't put your Overcome by Faith t-shirt on the, when the police come. Put your old church on. Don't put our church t-shirt on. But, but some, some, of you, some of you live in that. You live in that. It's, it's a culture with you. You're always in some strife. And it's, it, no matter what job you go to, 
you're always mad with the boss. No matter what neighborhood you move in, there's always a bondage. And here's what Galatians chapter 5 says. Stand fast, therefore. And this is the King James. You've got to say this in the King James. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of, big word, bondage. Bondage, by definition, basically in Greek and in English, means slave. It has to do with slavery, doulos in the Greek. The word doulos, D-O-U-L-O-S, is the word that basically means a person is a servant of someone else. I know for a fact, if I'm honest, in my life, I have had moments when I have been in bondage, a servant, a slave. Now, some of your slave masters' names are different. Some of them is Visa, MasterCard. Some of it is Belks. I don't know who your slave owner is, but there are people that harass you and bother you. You, you owe them so much money, it grieves you. Sometimes it's the pawn shop. I don't know who you but but we are in many ways in bondage, even in relationships, friendships. Um, we joined a, a, a group, a committee that we, we volunteer with, and we literally are in bondage to them. And the source of the bondage is pretty profound. Now, in Galatians, where this was written, there is a statement made that describes the source of the bondage. Now, this is important. Galatians chapter, chapter 1, verse 6. Here's what he says. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. I marvel that you are turning away from the gospel, he said. Now, verse 7 which is not another gospel, but there are some, key word, who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. Now, the source of their bondage in this text in Galatians and the church of Galatia is tied to a decision they make. They decide to turn from their values. That's where their bondage started. And you can relate to that. Some of you are fine until you decided to turn from some values you were raised on. Your mama and daddy taught you to live another way, but you made a decision. You were not taught to get high like that. You were not taught to go get drunk and solve your problems. You were not taught to go look for love any kind of way. That's not how you were raised. But you made a decision. That decision caused you to turn away from your values, and now you're pursuing something else. That was the first thing that caused the Galatian church to have trouble because they made a decision. Second thing, they decided to allow other people to influence them. Sometimes it's all about friends. Sometimes it's all about the people you talk to. He, here he says in verse 7, you ran well, Galatians 1 and 7. Who, who hindered you? Key statement. Who? Name the person. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? Who came into your life and slowly led you down the wrong path? Now, it's hard to name names, but if you're honest, you were different before you got with these friends. You were different. You didn't have the same issues. Now you've turned, and now you're in bondage. Bondage is in your life because of a decision you made to abandon your values and the people you've chosen to hang with. That's tough. But if I'm honest, the bondages I've had in my life we're tied to that decision. It's hard to say it because it could be your cousin. Sometimes it could be somebody that you love. You were different before you dated this person. You were different 
You have entered into a relationship that has got you going in the wrong path. You have left your values, and it has laid, led you to bondage, and that's the truth, and you have to face it. It's hard. That's why some people die in bondage. I know people like that. They know it, they see it, but they die in bondage. They won't change their position. They won't say, I'm sorry. They won't apologize, even though they know it's the wrong direction. But there's a cure. The cure for the bondage is pretty plain. Now, I love Galatians chapter 5, verse 13, because it describes the cure. You see, the whole church of Galatia was in bondage. They were following these guys who were going around telling everybody, in order to be a Christian, you got to be Jewish. They were called Judaizers. Judaizers were people who felt that you can know Christ, but you got to keep all the feast days. You can know Christ, but you've got to get circumcised. You, got, you can know Christ, but you got to become a Jew to be, be a Christian. And so that was the teaching. And Paul went around in Romans, Galatians, and, and then the author of Hebrews. And you find it throughout Scripture where they were saying, no, the whole church in Acts chapter 15 had a big meeting about this. No, you don't have to stop being a Gentile. You don't have to become a Jew. You can stay a Gentile, and Jesus died for you as a Gentile. You can be white. God loves you. You can be black. God loves you. You can be tall. God loves you. You can be short. God loves you. You don't have to change. You don't have to put on some holy uniform, long dresses. That's not a sign you're saved. It may look good, but it ain't the sign you're saved. Some big devils wear long dresses. There's no, there's no, there's no, no, no sign, physical sign. He said, you have to believe in Jesus Christ who died on the cross. That's the call of God. But they were teaching something different. And so Paul in Galatians chapter one, you remember this verse. He said, if I or an angel of the Lord come to you with any other gospel, reject them. The whole book of Galatians is about this bondage that was being taught, dragging people from one bondage to another. But he had a cure. Here's the cure, chapter 5, verse 13. For you know, brethren, for you, brethren, have been called to liberty. And I love this, especially in this environment we're in right now with war. The Bible said, you, brethren, have been called to liberty. God wants everybody free. He doesn't want anybody to enslave anybody. He never supported slavery, never thought. He always wanted people to be free. Adam and Eve were made to be free men. Adam was made to be free. Eve was made to be free. That's how God designed us. That's why we hate bondage. That's why you can't sleep at night. That's why when you broke, you feel bad. That's why when you can't pay your bills, you feel bad. That's why when you're in arguments, you feel bad. Because you weren't designed to feel that way. He said, look at it again. Chapter 5 of Galatians, verse 13. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Here's the, here's the catch, though. Listen carefully. But do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. He flips it. Okay, you're called to be free, but don't use that as a launching pad to abuse other people. Don't, don't, don't use that as an, as an excuse to do something that just makes you, you feel good. But through love, here's the, here's the cure. Ready? Serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So here is the cure. You ready for bondage? Start loving people. That's the first thing. You want to cure it? You want to fix a family? Start loving people. Accept them for who they are. Number two, you want, want the cure? Stop biting people. Here's what he says. Verse 15. If you bite and devour one another, 
least, beware least you be consumed by one another. Start loving each other. Stop biting each other. I, I, I don't, I, this biting atmosphere in our politics, in our life, in our homes, in our families. I counsel families all the time. The ones I can't help are the ones who continue to bite. Every little thing you pick on, every little flaw you highlight, it, it doesn't help you. It keeps the bondage going, embarrassing your kids, humiliating them because they don't have what you have as an adult, not being fair, not being fair. to. I love what my wife taught me years ago. She said, kids have rights. Children have rights. Embarrassing them and humiliating them. And, and, and that doesn't, that, that's, you're never going to bring blessing into your home, only bondage. I tell you parents all the time, when kids come home, like, give them a break. Don't let the first thing they hear from you is fussing. Did you clean up your room? Did you do this? Did you do that? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? That's not what you should do. Biting and devouring one another is not the way. It's not God's will. It's not the plan. Every now and then you have to stop yourself and ask yourself, am I biting my family too much? Am I always the one correcting everything? I agree we want the house clean, but if the whole atmosphere is full of bondage, it doesn't matter if you have a clean house and everybody's in bondage. And here's the last thing you do. You ready? If you want to, you want to cure this bondage in your life, start loving people, stop biting people, and start, start walking in the Spirit. Now, that sounds really spooky, right? Walking in the Spirit. What do I mean by that? Well, here's what that means. Well, let me tell you what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean walking around saying a whole bunch of Christian cliches like hallelujah, glory to God. That's easy. Here's what that means. Walking in the spirit means basically walking with the spirit, the way the spirit would walk. In other words, if you looked at your life and said, how would the Holy Spirit behave in this, in this situation? What would be the boundaries that he would establish Walking in the Spirit is not just praying. Walking in the Spirit is not just singing. Walking in the Spirit is more complicated than that. It means that when you get on my last nerve and I want to cuss you, I don't. That's walking in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit is when you owe me money and I want to slap it out of you and I don't. That's walking in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit is establishing moral boundaries. These are the moral boundaries that I will not cross. I'm walking with the Spirit. I'm going to take his hand and do this his way. Galatians 5 says this, Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And he goes through this long list, which I'm not going to read, a long list of behaviors that aren't healthy. And he says, don't walk that way. Don't be a person who lives that way. Live this way. And that, my friend, is how you change it. If you, if, you, if you can pause for a moment and look at your life and say, Pastor, you know, after listening to you today, you're right. My house is full of bondage. My house is full of bondage. I, I, need, I, need, I, need, I need to change this because we don't really get along well here. When you do get a handle on this, there's some proof that things have changed.
And I, I want to read Galatians chapter 5, verse 24. I want to read this to you, and I want you to listen to what it says. Those who are Christ uh, have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. This is Galatians 5, 24. If you live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. If you really want to see the proof that we've come out of bondage in our life, number one, we'll have the ability to control our passions. I can't, I can't say it enough. We can be very passionate and be right, but if we're not careful, we're right, but we live in bondage. Religious folks live like that a lot. I, I see a lot of you, you're very committed to Christ, but everybody around you feels controlled, and they feel like you're out of control because you get angry and you're black, lashing out. That, that doesn't help you. Secondly, he says, your lifestyle choices change. You, you, you walk in a way that's different. You walk with the Spirit. You're not, you're not always running off on your own. So if you see this kind of proof in your life, you avoid the conceit trap, the provoking trap, the envy trap. If you can avoid all that, less bondage, more happiness. Less bondage, more happiness. In our world today, when you watch the news, you see bondage. When you look at what, what's happening in a lot of churches today, you see bondage. When you look at a lot of homes today in schools, you see bondage. People starting businesses, you see bondage. I'm praying for you today that that wouldn't be you. The reason I taught this message today is because for the last week, I've been dancing because I ain't in no bondage. I'm happy in my life. I'm happy in my home. I feel good in my soul. And I've been praising God because I've been saying, God, thank you that I'm not in bondage. That's what I pray for you. I'm not in strife with anybody. I got dragons I have to slay like you do. I have people I have to deal with like you do. But I refuse to live in bondage. Some of you today, I'm going to pray for you. And I want you to leave this site and leave the bondage right here. I want you to leave it right here at this altar where your, your car is an altar today. Your living room is an altar today. And I want you to let the bondage stay where it is. Let's pray. Father, I speak over your people's lives today. I have had bondages, financial bondages, emotional bondages. I've had bondages, Lord God, in relationships. But God, today I'm free. I pray that for your people. I pray that you would bring a spirit of healing and deliverance. Some of us have been walking in the flesh, doing everything that feels good to us. Some of us drink too much. Some of us fight too much. Some of us have deep anger that has us in bondage. Some of us have been abused and we're holding on to that abuse and it's got us in bondage. Some of us are mad with our job. We, on our jobs, God, we go in the, in the job with a bad attitude. Bondage. Today, I speak liberty to your people. Both here and at home. On demand, wherever they're watching this today. May they leave this place free. Hands lifted where you are. Father, I speak over your people today. And I declare that in their cars, in their homes, as they're listening to this, I speak freedom to them. 
let it go. In the name of Jesus, let it go. Somebody wronged them, well, now they know. Somebody disappointed them, well, now they know. There's pain all around them, and they never thought people would do certain things, but now they know. Thank you for the information, Lord. But I will not be held in bondage. I will not be a slave to that. I will not allow it to control me. I will not allow it to dominate my mind. I will not allow myself to be that angry. I'm walking in freedom today. I'm leaving this land today, this lot today, this, this moment today. And I'm leaving it all behind me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There's nothing like freedom. There's nothing like freedom. I speak that over your life. Let it go. Holding on to it costs too much. And it gives the bondage power in your life. Man, it feels good to be free. It feels good to not have a grudge against somebody. They might have one against me, but I don't have one against them. It feels good to look you in the face as a church and not be mad with you. I feel sorry for pastors who are mad with their church, mad with the people they're leading. I feel sorry for the pastors who are mad with the deacons and mad with the elders. It's nice to be okay with everybody. You may not be okay with me now. I'm okay with you. <laughs> if you got an issue, you need to email. We can talk about it. <laughs> Let me know. We'll work it out. Because I ain't got nothing against you. And I mean that with all my heart. Go be free today, folks. Don't be in bondage. My time is up. You know me. I don't.